Hey everybody, welcome back to Stadia Cast. I'm Bill. That's Lloyd. Hey Lloyd. How's it going, Bill? I'm pretty I'm pretty excited to talk about video <laughs> games this morning. Wow, that was weird. What the hell? Yeah, that's I expected a different a, intro. I, I expected a different question from you, and I'm like, I don't know what to say now because you <laughs> always like, so how's it going, Lloyd? How you doing? And it was just like, hi Lloyd, and I'm like, Hi, hi Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it just goes to show you 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 kind of get into like a, a pattern, and as soon as things deviate from that pattern, everything just falls apart. All right. Definitely. I'm going to try and get us back on the rails. Um, before we get started with today's episode of Stadia Cast, your source for all things Stadia, um, here's what I want you to do. I want you to take a look at the subscribe button, the join button, the super chat button, all of those buttons down there, not the dislike button, unless you really don't like it. Um, Click on those buttons if you're watching this on our YouTube channel. They really do help the algorithm. If you're watching this after the fact, if you're not watching it live with us, leave comments down below. That also helps as well. Um, so uh, we, we, we're we here to talk about video games first and foremost. And mostly uh, we're here to talk about games on a, pretty much our favorite platform. And that's Stadia. Lloyd, what have you been playing this week? Uh, it's been a it's been a big open world kind of week on Stadia. Um, before Far Cry Six came out, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, I played a lot of Mafia Three. I I adore the world of Mafia. I I love the Mafia games. Um, I fell in love with the first one. Uh, played a bunch of the second one. I don't think I completed it. And I've always wanted to jump into Mafia Three, and just didn't have a chance. Um, but through Stadia pro i definitely had a chance and i got in um the game is just it's amazing um it's unfortunate that it's plagued with uh performance issues on stadia um to the point where if you play for more than an hour or a bit um you have this like amazing uh auto rewind function because it seems like every second of the video going forward it rewinds about a second and then fast forwards to where you just were um it's like this weird weird graphical bug where it's pulling things in and out of memory i guess oh okay well that sounds so, awful <laughs> similar to um oh, there was another game that had that um that had a, a bunch of like kind of the stuttering but this is worse than stuttering it's like back backwards stuttering it's uh what was that that thing that google's working on where they're they're gonna figure out what button you're gonna press before you press the button um, it was kind of like kind of like that um, uh, negative latency. latency negative, negative latency. latency that's right yeah <laughs> uh, it's kind of like that but it's negative gameplay um and the the simple fix for that is to pick up a collectible in the game so it saves exit out of the game restart the game and then everything goes back to normal uh, i think it was val or no it was um watchdogs legion had an issue like that for me as well where after uh, a bit of game time um, the, the game would just start stuttering uh, but this is like really weird like you'll you'll step forward and then you'll see like a split second of what you just saw and then it catches up it's wow. almost like it's almost like um when you have problems streaming a video and it, it keeps going back at a, at a lower resolution or something Ugh. obviously that's not that's not what's happening but it's very similar to that very jarring and uh, nausea inducing um but besides that uh mafia is just it's really good it's it's kind of like an old school open world game where you have sections of a city you do all the the quests in that section of the city to take over that section of the city, then it gives you something. In this game, you have kind of like these underbosses that all are trying to curry your favor. Um, so they want you to give sections to them, and then it unlocks different perks. Like you might be able to get um, free free uh, ammo, or you might be able to have uh, a car that you can call from the quick select meal uh, that will drive and offer to sell you weapons or you might have a guy that can get the cops off your tail so it's 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 really interesting the way they do that where you're you're kind of playing the different uh underbosses against each other that uh you they weren't your underbosses until you took over the racket and said hey do you want to be with me or are you gonna die and they want to <laughs> be with you um the, the game is just fantastic i love the era it's like 1968 i think is when the game is taking place i i love all the rock of that era and and a lot of the uh kind of like early sort of pop songs and it's mm -hmm. it's so amazing I, I don't know if the sound people did it on purpose uh but most of the songs that aren't like rock like your your clearance clear clearwater type songs like the the very iconic stuff from like the the vietnam war um movies and things like that all those iconic songs are in there uh, but it seems like all the pop songs 
they're the versions that have been redone and the redone versions are way more popular than the originals to the point where I didn't know that some of those originals even existed. So um, just listening to the, the, the soundtrack in the car has been uh, amazing. There is one big problem with mafia and, and we're not talking about performance issues. Those will be fixed. Those will be patched. Yeah. Not a big deal for me there. There's no fast travel in the game oh. at all. So There's it's no an open way- world game. And if you want to go from one end to the other, you're walking or driving. You're driving, uh, and it's and it's worse. Where if you die, uh, you respawn up back at your safe house, and it's it's a quick respawn. So dying isn't such a huge pain because you're quickly back up in the game again. Except if you had a, a lengthy drive to get from where you had to go to the base that you're trying to take over. Right. So you you basically get out, take a car, drive mm-hmm. over, deal with traffic, get out, start shooting them, die respawn back at your safe house, make your trek across. Um, it's it's a little bit annoying in that regards. Um, fast travel is good for like late game cleanup and stuff like that. It doesn't look like there's any achievements for any of the collectibles or anything. So maybe they didn't put it in because they assumed people would be dealing with one sector at a time and not really going from one to the other yeah. and trying to trying to keep it more. There was there was no a subway. There was no quick way to get around. Why would it give you fast travel? Well, I mean, because it's good for the gamers to put that stuff in so they're not wasting time driving around. Um, but then it, it allowed me to to listen to the amazing soundtrack. So, um, yeah, pluses and minuses, bonuses and not. Uh, really loving Mafia 3. And it's a shame that uh, I have to shelve it for a little bit because a game that I've been hyped up forever uh, is uh, is out now. And I think that's going to be taking my uh, my gameplay time on Stadia. Uh, and, and then, of of course, there's also Metroid Dread on, on Nintendo Switch, which is taking an equal amount of time. Uh, releasing two big games like that on the same day should be illegal. Uh, it, should should be. Like, it should there, be. It should be. And they're both be really good. There should be a pact between all major platform holders that <laughs> major AAA releases can't all come out on the same day across different platforms. But <laughs> that'll never happen. Uh, but yeah, Mafia 3, fantastic game. I, I'm really glad that I'm playing it. Um, and I can't wait to get back into it. Um, but I'm going to have to... Uh, do some running around in far cry before that happens yeah uh as far as stadia the only game that i've been playing this week on stadia has been far cry 6 and so that's the one where we we i think that that's probably going to be a majority of the show today there's a lot of stuff to talk about there Uh, i'm still very very early on um my experience at the very beginning was not great and it's because i turned it on and i was using my my Chromecast with Google TV uh, mm-hmm. in order to play it. And that thing has the 4K. It has the uh, the, the correct, what's the word I'm looking for? Surround sound. Uh, it has surround sound. It has the uh, HDR. It's got all, oh, of, all the bells and whistles on that, which is why I use it for Stadia. And um when uh, i guess there's a bug and big thanks to our community members in our discord for pointing this out to me there's a there's currently a bug with stadia where if a game supports 5.1 surround sound for some reason it just shuts off and i remembered you saying something about this last week but i hadn't experienced it so like it was Mm. at the back of my mind essentially uh but i couldn't hear anything like i could hear the Mm -hmm. the gunfire i could hear the music but all of the dialogue was like i I don't even know how to say it it was so muted and i was like what in the Mm -hmm. hell is going on and i'd go into the settings of the game and i couldn't figure anything out and i was so confused and so i watched the entire opening cutscene, uh and then the second big cutscene where he you know he shows up on the boat that that you know we we all saw that on their youtube channel Right. Um, I, I watched that whole thing and then I, I finally am on the beach and I'm like, okay, I'm going to close the game and reopen it. And that didn't do anything. And I'm going to, so then I asked people in, in discord, what, what's going on here? And, and people were like, oh, we'll turn off surround sound and that fixes it. So I turned off surround sound, which didn't fix it. Uh, but then I shut it off and turned it back on after turning off the surround sound yeah. and just putting it on sta- uh, s- stereo. Like, yeah. I was really struggling not to say stadia. Um, and, uh, and lo and behold, that fixed it, which is, it's great. Uh, I'm happy that there's an easy fix irritated that that is a bug. I'm glad it's a known bug and that Google is working on that. But, uh, so that was my first impression of the game. Then 
I started playing it. And this is my first Far, Far Cry game. I've never played a Far Cry game before. And if you're sitting here watching this with us live, by the way, Lloyd and I are going to do a live stream of some multiplayer of Far Cry in a little bit uh, after the show. Uh, so stick around for that. Uh, this is my first Far Cry game. And I have to say, really, really excited to play more of this game. It is very, very fun. I'm super early on, uh, but I I'm definitely having fun with this game. Mm -hmm. So, Lloyd, as somebody who's played Far Cry and Far Cry 2 and Far Cry 3 and all the ones all the way through, I know that you're a huge fan of the series. How does mm -hmm. Far Cry hold up Far Cry 6 hold up for you so far even though we've only really had a couple of days with it sure uh, well, I'll get your question in a minute uh, I just want to talk a little bit about the audio issues because I had the exact same issue with Mafia 3 we talked about it last week and it was really really weird um, you would basically have to turn your head in game so your ear is pointing towards where the audio is coming from and then you would hear it but as soon as you moved off axis like a pixel it disappeared um, so I've had to shut off surround sound on my Chromecast with Google TV. I've had to turn HDR off on my monitor, not from Stadia, but from for my Shield TV because HDR is blown up for some reason on that. I don't know what's happening with tech issues right now for additional things. But if you if you put it down just to 30 uh, or a regular video, uh, no HDR, and you turn off surround sound, everything's working. Hopefully they'll they'll have all those patches done uh, it would be nice to get back to HDR and 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 stuff like that. Um, but back to Far Cry Six, I'm I'm a huge fan of of the franchise. We, we've talked about it a lot on on the show um, and in the Discord and stuff like that. I, I've played everyone since Far Cry Three. I, I played a little of Far Cry Two back in the day. Didn't uh, I think it was a rental or something? Didn't play much of it, um, but I really got. Um, brought into the fold with Far Cry 3, and I absolutely love that game. I'm a big open-world game fan. Um, Far Cry 6, um, maybe one of my favorite ones, and and not for the reasons that everyone would think, like it's the best gameplay, the best gunplay, the best story. I, I think why it's my favorite one is nothing is really locked to you at the start. Like when you start the game, you pretty much immediately get a pet. <laughs> that you can uh, oh take God. out on, a, on adventure. I love him. <laughs> Guapo is amazing. Um, but in previous Far Cries, you could have like a bear or a bobcat or a badger, honey badger. Um, but you would have to do a bunch of missions to get there. And you might not even get it till near the end of the game. They they did this one right, which is like, hey, you want a pet? Here's your pet. Go kill some guys. Um, fantastic in that way. Um, fast travels open right away. Uh, all all of your kind of weapon um, slots are open right away, but you don't have weapons for them yet. So mm -hmm. you do a couple missions and boom, okay, I have a machine gun. Okay, now I have a sniper. Um, they didn't really lock things. Uh, they kind of just said, here's going to be your whole repertoire and you can kind of uh, jump into it and do with it what you want right away, um, which is really great. Um, Story-wise, Giancarlo Esposito is one of my favorite actors uh, that isn't a huge star uh, you'd, you'd expect him to be in like all these leading roles in movies and things like that because he is he plays such a good jerk like he plays a really good evil guy a really mm -hmm. good jerk um and just to have his performance come across in that that intro thing where he walks down uh the cargo hold in the boat um they showed it on they showed it on uh twitter they showed it on youtube i, I won't spoil too much of it just in case people are really 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 worried about um spoilers but just his act acting and just the the passion that he brings to his role just kind of sets the tone for the rest of the game like um yeah it's really good and and like little little easter eggs at the start when you pick your name and you get the achievement that pops up if you're someone like me that that likes watching uh apple tv plus shows and maybe one about soccer uh there's life <laughs> exactly right uh there's or football. uh yeah foot football is life um <laughs> I'm, I'm i'm danny rojas uh mm -hmm. and and that's what pops up as an achievement and so immediately like one of the first things that pops up on the screen i'm giggling because it's like yep this is exactly what i want to play um yeah i i love it uh the gunplay is is good um that is an important part of an open world game being able to act like accurately aim your weapons and use them um have a bunch of different options if you want to maybe go in stealthy or if you want to go in with uh, uh throwing molotovs or whatever um 
but in in going through the menus, there's also a ridiculous crafting system. So you're picking up mm-hmm. metal and plastic and glass and things like that, similar to like if you played like a Fallout game where you're picking up all this junk and then breaking it into its core components to upgrade. But once you progress from the tutorial island, that crafting system opens up to everything. You can you can craft like there's hundreds of weapons in the game. Hundreds of weapons uh, each have their own upgrade slots and their own uh, different uh, modules that you can unlock for each weapon. So you can have a weapon that has all the ammo unlocked and you can quickly switch between all those things, which is really great. But when you get to the kind of the main part of the story, you have those types of upgrades for every part of your vehicle as well. Every part of your Mm. Supremo as well. Like there is so much upgrading in this game where I could have the exact same loadout as you, Bill. But our weapons perform and look completely different just because I I chose uh, I want to have fire bullets and you chose poison bullets or regular bullets. Uh, I have. Uh, I have a suppressor and a red dot sight. You have just uh, an extended mag and just a, a regular uh, quick sight. Same weapons, completely different gameplay uh, based around it, uh, which means that, yes, you are going to be uh, going through every single place that you stop and looking for the little white circles <laughs> to pick up all the core components to then upgrade your system. Um, some people might not like it. They might just want to pick up a weapon and use it. You can do that. The weapons at stock are really, really decent. Um, but the fact that you can then get into the crafting system and take my machine gun or my LMG, uh, like the LMG that I'm using now has like, um, it it has like thermite rounds almost like it sets things on fire. I can destroy tanks with it. And I'm like, okay, that wasn't like that when I first got it. So this is pretty awesome now. Um, yeah, really big fan of the systems in this game. And, the story, love the story so far and the world, um, but I'm I'm very early in. I didn't want to play too far ahead, uh, so I didn't have all this crazy stuff unlocked for when we do our multiplayer session later, Bill. Yeah, I, I'm I'm a hundred percent with you. I'm gonna have to go back and rewatch that um, cargo hold scene of the boat because it was completely ruined for me by not being able to hear the actors say anything. Uh, mm. That was really, really disappointing. So I'm going to have to go back and rewatch that. I did watch it forever ago. And, of course, Giancarlo Esposito is one of the greatest actors ever. He's just so good in everything that he's in. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm a yep. thousand percent with you on that. Um, I really like uh, the, the, mo- the, the mobility that you have in the game as well. Like there's zip lines throughout the, the, the island that I'm on right now. And you, you, uh, you have like a parachute so you can zip line for a while and then just drop off the zip line, pull the rip cord yeah. on your parachute, kind of soar around to land in the place that you're going to, uh, hopping on a horse. Yeah. Oh my God. The, the, the yeah. locomotion of sitting on a horse. I live out in the country. I have rode plenty of horses uh, when I was a kid, and th- this was really, really good. Like the 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 way that the horse moves in front of you is just really good. The way that your your view kind of bobs as you're riding, it's really, really impressive. Do you do you use your right stick while you're on a horse to look around? Um, you know, I don't even know if I did. I was looking at the the controls, and I did really love how you can hit B. And like turn the horse real quick in order mm-hmm. to change direction. I thought that was cool. I don't know if I used my right it's, stick to look around. I'm gonna have to try that. I've, I, I'm super super early. Why? What happens? Well, it, it, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, where I was talking about the that motorcycle game that I saw that looked photo real just because of the camera. Where the camera oh yeah, I saw that went around. Um, when you're riding a horse and galloping, if you look around with your right stick, you can see your guy get really low to to the front of the horse and lean to a side. Whoa. So if you're looking, so if you're looking to the left, you kind of like get down, hunker down, and go to the right. So the horse's head is kind of not centered in the screen anymore; it's to the side, and you see the side of it because you're kind of around the side of the horse, and it does it the same way. And I'm like, like little tip, little little, just little bits like that just go so far to making things look more realistic when you're playing games like this. And I, I was just, I was riding a horse around in circles just to play with the camera. And it, it it's 
some of the best horse um horse play <laughs> in in a video game is it as good uh, as barbie you're... horse simulator I, I never played that game. I, I wanted <laughs> I wanted the thousand gamer score, but I never did find a copy to pick up to uh, cheese that away. I've never played uh, Barbie Horse Adventures or whatever it was. <laughs> um, but it's it's amazing that they added that into this game because it's not a game about horses. It's not like you're playing Red Dead where that was the main um, way of moving around from city to city. It's just here you can drive this uh, uh, ATV, you can drive this motorcycle, you can drive this. Uh, uh, chopper you can you can fly this plane you can do all this other stuff but we put really good horse controls because why not we're we're uh we're ubisoft and this is far cry well there's a there's an advantage to riding a horse is that when you go through checkpoints you don't have to worry about getting your tires popped i was on an atv and i was riding through and i hit the checkpoint and my tires popped and i i jumped off the the four-wheeler and it kept going down the road sparks flying everywhere and then it smashed into a tree and i was just like that was really cool (laughs) um yeah another thing that i really like is your phone like you can uh as you go up to like a location you can pull out your phone and kind of bring it full screen so that like that's all you're looking at and you can see all of the enemies that are in an area and you can zoom in on them and you can kind of do like recon work um Mm -hmm. like you could say okay that's like the the commander of this particular area. This is where I want to go. This is the spot I can put down to like a little waypoint. This is where I want to head to in order to try and infiltrate this base. Mm-hmm. All of that stuff is really, really cool. And I'm just having a blast with this. And I, again, I'm super early. I can already tell that this is one of those games that you, you can easily throw a hundred hours into it. Right. And I can already tell the chance of me finishing this game of getting to the end of the story is infinitesimally small. Like there's no (laughs) way that my attention span is going to allow me to focus on this game for long enough. So everything that Lloyd is saying about this game is true. Everything that, that I'm saying about this game, it's really, really fun. But if you don't have an attention span for a multi-hundred-hour game, keep that in mind when you go <laughs> to buy this because it is a it. Like, from what I understand, it's a massive game with stupid amounts of content, and uh, you can play this kind of like you did, kind of like I did with Skyrim, where I never followed the main story, and my story through Skyrim was. Oh, first I found this quest, then I found that quest. Uh, I went right. through and did all of these things. It, it's my first Far Cry game, so maybe I'm way off base on this, but it feels like the kind of game where I'm never going to finish. Well, it's it's one of those games where, um, un, unlike Assassin's Creed Valhalla, where if you want to beat the main campaign, you're still looking at 60-plus hours. Um, trying to beat the campaign um, super quick is really hard in that game because you have to do a lot of leveling up. Um, you have to unlock a bunch of your skill tree that that little that all, all the constellations and things um, to be powerful enough to take on some of the uh, harder and harder areas. Far Cry Six, you can basically start the game, uh, mainline just the main missions, and you can beat the game in twelve to sixteen hours, uh, is what reviewers are saying. So if you just mainline the game, Bill, if you just do all the main missions, you could beat the game in less than twenty hours, most likely, um, and and complete the story. And the best thing about Far Cry, um, all the Far Cries that I've played, is after you beat the game, you can come back to it at a later point to clean up all of your side missions and all your collectibles and things like that, um, which is really great. Um, one thing that they added to this version of the game that I haven't had a chance to experience yet is there's a rooster fighting, uh, which is Eric and horrible sport. I hate the fact that that exists in real life. Um, but what they did in this game, because as um, Far Cry does, uh, they don't shy away from kind of the, the dirty parts of the the world that they're covering. Uh, they turned it into Street Fighter. So you're basically playing Street Fighter with uh, roosters and you're attacking each other. And it and it and it even has like the little power, the little uh, power meters at the start, like your health meters. <laughs> and it's like it's very much Street Fighter, like finish him uh, round one fight kind of stuff in the game. Uh, so much so that if you go into the Ubisoft's Connect stuff, 
uh, you can unlock three different uh, roosters right away. You can unlock one that or uh, pairs of roosters. You can unlock one that looks like Ryu and one that looks like Ken. And they're they're really? part of the they're part of the world fighters uh, pack, I think. Uh, there's one that looks like Sub Zero and one that looks like Scorpion, so it's called Fire and Ice. And then there's one that looks like a uh, a character I think from Guacamelee, the the main rooster from Guacamelee. I think that's what that's based on. Hmm. Um, so they're having fun with it. Um, uh, which is what what they do. They don't they don't say, hey, uh, this is this is a brutal thing, so we're gonna have all that brutality in this game because uh, rooster fighting is a thing that happens. Um, they say, okay, we're gonna we're gonna cover it. But we're going to put our spin on it to make it uh, more gamey than what it was before. So, um, yeah, pretty, pretty interesting. Um, all parts of the game that I've experienced so far, I've loved. Uh, there's there hasn't been anything that's had kind of like a rough, rough edge or or sharp points that have made me kind of wince or whatever as I make my way through the game. So, yeah, Far Cry 6, fantastic. Is someone that's played most of the uh, main Far Cry games, except for like one and two um, to any sort of um, any sort of completion uh, from three all the way to six. Um, there's nothing about this game that is making me kind of go. Eh. And the fact that you're unlocking everything right at the start, like your grapple, your health, your uh, parachutes, uh, being able to get in vehicles, being able to upgrade. They're not really they're not putting things behind campaign um, progress to then make the game easier at the start. They're just saying, you're going to have this eventually. You can have it right away. Go ahead, have fun. Um, and Far Cry has always been about um, creating chaos, like uh, throwing bits of meat into a camp so a bear runs in and takes care <laughs> of everybody for you so you don't have to actually go in and go guns a-blazing. Uh, it's it's just like it's a chaos simulator. And the, the, the new things that they've added in this game with the Supremo, which is like a special attack that you get, um, be able to launch rockets uh, from my back. Uh, I went on in the tutorial island. There's a um, there's a hunt that you have to do for this like huge boar. Uh, I can't remember what his name is. Tusk something, I believe. Whatever. Um, so I was creeping up to where he was, and I'm kind of hiding in the flowers. And uh, <laughs> I think my, I saw my, this on Twitter. <laughs> I, I had to I had to send it because it was just so ridiculous. My little. My, my little uh, alligator friend is right beside me. And then all of a sudden, these three little boars come running by, which gets my alligator really interested. My alligator takes off after him. I'm like, oh, crap. No, get back. Get back here. <laughs> and then I'm like, OK, I, I have a weapon that has a silencer. So I'm trying to kill these guys. And then I turn around and this huge boar is basically right in front of me staring at me. So I hit L1 and R1. I fire my missiles. This thing rockets like 100 feet in the air, runs and hits the ground. I think he's dead. So I run up to him. Stupid guy gets up and starts turning towards me. So then I I unload a whole clip uh, into his into his uh, his dumb face and completed my first hunt without being stealthy, without using any sort of hunter wiles. I just launched my Supremo missiles at this thing and destroyed it. Um, and and that's what Far Cry is. It's just it's stupid fun. It's getting yourself into terrible situations by doing something dumb and then using like increasingly more dumb things to get yourself back out of it. Um, there's just something so fun about these games. And uh, the the collectibles in the game is another big complaint people have. It's like there's so much stuff on the map at all times. Uh, it looks like there's only three main collectibles um, that, that you can worry yourself with if you want to get like the achievements or whatever. There's uh, USB songs, USB keys that have songs in it that unlock a soundtrack that you can listen to. Um, and there's a couple other things. I don't want to spoil all of it. Um, so even the people that complained about too many collectibles, that's not in this game. Uh, there's a bunch of chests and things like that, but those aren't tracked and they kind of show up when you go into an area, you can talk to people and get them to kind of pop it on your map. If you want, um, there's fishing, there's off-roading vehicles, there's highway vehicles, there's air vehicles, there's crazy upgrades. It's just, they throw everything at you at the start and, in a lot of games, that would be kind of unwieldy and almost just more off-putting than anything. Um, but they 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 basically did good in this game, and it's it's one of those games where uh, people have like their favorite like popcorn movies, like something where you can kind of dis mm -hmm. disconnect your brain and just laugh for a while. This is this is a popcorn video game. You can just spend hours just creating random chaos and just having fun, burning down fields of tobacco and uh, and and blowing things up and and stealth missions and collectibles and 
uh, rooster fighting and like all this other crazy stuff. Or you could just mainline the main story and finish it in 14 hours and and be done with what people that have reviewed it have said is a really uh, fun and engaging story uh, as you make your way to the finish. So, um, yeah, that's a long way of me saying I really like Far Cry 6. Yeah, I'm and I, I'm I'm with you. I'm just not as far into it yet. And I don't have mm-hmm. the background of like there's still like there's things that people who I'm sure who have played Far Cry before are like, oh, this is that I know what to do here. And I'm like, I'm still confused and learning how things work. So uh, I've got that experience. Somebody in chat asked a little bit ago uh, about the 30 frames per second. So for those Mm -hmm. of you who are unaware, uh, Far Cry 6 runs at 30 frames per second on uh, Xbox One, uh, PS4, and on Stadia. And, you know, if you've got a computer and your computer's old, then on that as well. And they were asking, uh, and I it scrolled by and I don't remember where it went, but it was something along the lines of, does the 30 frames per second feel smooth to you? I'm the wrong person to ask about that because I tend to be okay with 30 frames per second as long as it's a stable 30 frames per second. I would very much rather have a game locked to 30 frames per second then have something that can hit 60 frames per second, but then will drop down at random times. Uh, that's always going for me, in my opinion, it's always better to have a stable frame rate than a high frame rate. Of course, right. it's better to have a stable high frame rate than it is to have a stable low frame rate. I totally agree with that. As I played this, I didn't really feel like I was noticing that it was only 30 frames per second. I did feel like as I was playing, I was like, I wonder how this would feel on mouse and keyboard because on controller, like I played all the way through Doom uh, 2016, uh, uh, not 2016, Doom Eternal on Stadia using the controller, no problem. Um, I played a ton of The Division 2, another Ubisoft game um, on Stadia with controller, no problem. This one, the controller feels a little bit off. My son's been playing Far Cry 6 with mouse and keyboard. He hasn't had any issues. I felt like the controller was just a little bit off. Um, Not enough to really affect anything. And I have no idea if that's because it's a 30 frames per second game or because of some other thing like the, the aim assist isn't quite what I prefer or it's different than what I prefer. I did go into the settings. I didn't see anything about aim assist on there. Um, how do you how do you feel about the 30 frames per second? Obviously, we would like it to be higher, but did it yeah. has, is it affecting you at all? For me, for for games like Far Cry, big open world games, um, I prefer resolution to frame rate for the most part. I want to get more detail of the scene that I'm going through. Um, so when I played through the bulk of Valhalla, um, it was only 30 frames a second at 4K, um, but it seemed like a more kind of choppy 30 frames a second. So I was a little worried when it was announced that Far Cry 6 would only have a 30 frames per second mode on Stadia, I was like, ooh, okay. Um, that wasn't so good when Valhalla came out. It was okay, but it wasn't the best. We'll see what happens. Um, I I'm, I have a hard time finding that this is even 30 frames a second for the most part. It seems very um, buttery smooth. So uh, maybe uh, it's probably locked at 30, but there must be the power there to do more than 30 because it doesn't seem there's like there's any like... Um, extended frame delays on any um any frames that that make things look kind of jaggy or mm-hmm. or jarring um it plays really really well um, my hope is that at some point this game will get a patch similar to what we're going to be talking about in a little bit about valhalla where you'll be able to play 1080p 60 or 4k 30 um for this game i probably would still play 4k 30 if those are the two options that i had um of course i would love uh, 4k 60 yeah. um, but that's not possible on pretty much any system um for the most part uh, i mean some of the newer systems i guess but um like big big beefy pcs with uh expensive video cards sure you could do that um so i i find the 30 frames well disappointing it, it's not really affecting me as much as i was worried it might um being someone as i said in big open world games like this resolution to me um out uh it, it outclasses uh frame rate uh, as long as it's locked at 30. Um, if this was like a more, I, I don't even want to know, or I don't even don't even know what kind of game would have to be better for me to be um, higher higher um, FPS than frame rate. 
Um, but for these big games, I, I don't worry too much about it. Um, but hopefully a patch comes for the people that are really uh, turned off by 30 frames a second. And I agree with everything you say there. The, the answer to the question that you were just trying to come up with is competitive shooters. Yeah, a competitive yeah. shooter, you want to have a higher frame rate. It's way more important that you see every single frame. But for a, I know that there's multiplayer, but it's co-op multiplayer. For yeah. that kind of game, you're, I mean, yes, 60 frames is better. But when you're playing a game for hundreds of hours, you're just going to get used to it. And, mm -hmm. you know, somebody might do that side-by-side -side comparison, as people always do, where they're like, here it is running on Xbox. Here it is running on Stadia. And Xbox is uh, 60 frames per second. And Stadia is 30 frames per second. And as yep. you look at it, you look at it with your eyes, and you're like, oh, well, look at that. The Stadia one is not as smooth. You're right. The Stadia one is not as smooth. Right. But then again... I mean, you're not going to look at them side by side when you're playing. When you're playing, you're just going to look at one, and you're not going to notice that. Uh, you might notice it. Maybe you've got the best eyes in the world. You're going to get used to it. And as you get used to it, that's just going to melt away, and what you'll be left with is the gameplay, which is far more important than the number, which people always focus on the number. Now, I will say this. The... Uh, you know, the other games from uh, Ubisoft that run on Stadia, they run really, really well. And mm -hmm. it would have been fantastic for this to go 60 frames per second. I am disappointed in that. I feel like it's been, we're coming up on the third year for Stadia. And it would be really nice if they did upgrade their stuff and i know that they've said look we're going to upgrade things slowly over time uh it's not like we're just going to say hey gen 2 blades are here um mm -hmm. we're just gonna you know over time we're gonna replace things and make things better do you feel like at this point i mean look at the number i hate looking at the numbers stadia blades as far as just raw numbers are fairly equivalent to the modern stuff. Yeah. But yeah, the, the games the don't run as well. Yeah, the teraflops on the Stadia Blades are... I mean, it's similar to what you're getting out of an Xbox series. Um, those numbers, you can't really compare apples to apples right. in, in these things. Um, to me, I, I, I obviously don't know. I'm not a developer that works on games on Stadia. But I have a feeling that the Blades are fully capable of doing 4K60 in a game like Far Cry 6. Um but when you get to optimization for a video game, that's that's what takes the longest. Um, like, obviously, putting the whole game together takes a long time. Mm -hmm. But when you're doing different tasks, the kind of like final uh, the, the final thing to make sure that everything is buttery smooth, that takes a lot of time. And I we talked about this on the Discord a little bit. And my own personal opinion as to why this is happening, which may not be reality and it may just be me talking out my butt. But what I think it is, is Ubisoft is expecting millions of sales on Xbox series. They're expecting millions of sales on PlayStation 5 so they can devote the resources to have the engineers work and fully optimize that engine for 4K60 on those platforms. Um, on Stadia, they're not expecting a million sales. They might be expecting 10,000, 100,000. I don't know what they're uh, forecasting for the number of sales. Um, but they have to do a cost-benefit analysis and say, okay, if we have our engineers optimize this game, not only is it going to push us past the release date because we're already working on these other two platforms plus PC, um, if we get it working at 4K30, we'll see how it performs, and then maybe we'll devote our engineers after that to get it back up. I, I honestly don't think it's a, that it's the blades. I, I do think that they're performant enough to have that type of um, throughput from um from the cpu to the gpu to ram and all that i and back to storage i don't think there's any weak link in the mm -hmm. in that chain i just think it's well we're expecting this many sales it would cost us x number of dollars to make it work at 4k 60 let's do 4k 30 lock it in 100 30 frames a second never dip below that and then we'll revisit it as we get um further down the line which they just did with valhalla yeah, and that's a perfect transition, so we may as well move on to Valhalla. And as we do, I just want to say uh, this this one last thing. Um, 
it's all about what you know lo- the law of diminishing returns you know you mm. put you know you put x number of hours in order to get it to 30 frames per second and then to get it to 31 frames per second it's going to take this many more hours and then 32 frames per second this many more hours and that number just keeps going up and they have to they got to cut it off at some point otherwise we wouldn't be playing the game so uh that's the thing that you have to remember the game is in your hands you can play it and would i prefer it be a higher resolution or a higher frame rate sure but i'd rather play it than not be able to play it especially if it's like 30 frames per second is perfectly playable all right that's right moving on We've talked about it a bunch. I don't know how much time we can actually spend on it. Lloyd has <laughs> played this game a lot. Assassin's Creed Valhalla just got mm. their big update. Uh, 1.3.2 launches are launched on October 5th. Uh, they ended up putting in the Discovery Tour for Viking Age is coming on October 19th. Uh, they added a Stadia graphics mode, which allows us to... Um, now be be able to play the game at 60 frames per second instead of 30 frames per second. And the update size is 8 gigabytes to 24 gigabytes, depending on your platform, or 0 gigabytes if you're on Stadia because you don't have to download anything. Um, yeah. So what are you going to do, Lloyd? Are, if you play this game again, mm-hmm. are you going to play it at 60 frames per second or are you just going to keep it at a higher resolution for the prettiness? Because that is a pretty game. It's a very, very pretty game. Uh, I think this would be a game that uh, I would be swapping back and forth uh, from graphics mode to performance mode, uh, I think, Um, mainly because when you get in some of the uh, crazy battles, having having a few more FPS might be nice when you're kind of peering around corners and things like that. Um, I I did jump in and and looked at it. It it looks beautiful. Valhalla is such a beautiful game. at, at any point, especially when you're in kind of the winter locations, uh, what they did with uh, like kind of dynamic range between the the snow and everything else, uh, they did a really good job. And it performs really good at 60 frames a second, uh, which has me very excited for maybe a future mode like this uh, for Far Cry 6. It performs really well. I, I can't wait to take uh, take a tour of the Viking Age, uh, maybe have my kids come and uh, join me on that since I'm uh, a, a big portion of my my blood is Icelandic, so I keep I I forever I've told our kids that we're Vikings because we have Icelandic blood, and and so they've been they've been loving Icelandic stuff um, and Viking stuff. There's even the Viking festival at uh, Gimli, Manitoba, where a, a lot of Icelandic settlers came to uh, North America and and settled there. So they're gonna love going through that Viking Age tour and and seeing all that stuff. Um, the game performs fantastic at 60 frames a second. Um, for me, open world games, I'm I'm more of a 4K guy. So if, if I can only get 4K 30, that will be how I play. Um, where other games, it, 1080p 60 would be fine. Um, open world games, I, I want I want as much uh, as many pixels being used on the environment as possible. So I'd probably still end up playing it in 4K 30 if that was my only option. So let me, <clears throat> I, I hate to do this, but I want to go back uh, to um, Far Cry Six. If you had like, if you had the option for, and I'm not just talking to Lloyd, but if you had the option to play at 1080, 60, like that wouldn't really take nearly as much, um, manpower, uh, or dev power, I guess I should say, cause a lot of devs are women. I wouldn't take nearly as much dev power, uh, for them to make that happen. I mean, getting the game to run at 4k 60. That's a lot more work. Getting a game that runs at 4K 30 to run at 10 uh, um, at 1080 60, I don't think that that's nearly as big an ask. And I feel like if Ubisoft had released the game with a 4K 30 option or the more performant 1080 60 option, uh, they wouldn't get any of this backlash at all. And people would have been really, really happy with it. And then Lloyd would be picking it, picking his 4K 30 and other people would be uh, picking their 1080 60. And right. I think that that would be uh, the better option for no other reason than the fact that you can buy this game without Stadia Pro. You do not have to subscribe to play games on Stadia. You can play the game at 1080 
but you're still playing at 30 frames per second. What yeah. do you think about that, Lloyd? Yeah, I, I mean, I think that would be a fantastic option for a lot of people. Um, for me, I would have chosen the 4K, um, but a lot of people want that 60 frames a second. And playing a game as beautiful as this in 1080p uh, with modern TVs, it's still going to look pretty darn beautiful. Uh, I think that would have been a great thing. I, I, I just, I honestly, I think they just ran out of time trying to get uh, the game optimized for PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, Xbox Series, PC. Yeah, that's Stadia, true. Luna. Um, Luna, um, all, all the other platforms you can play it on. Uh, they just spent so much time getting it optimized for that. They're just like, okay, we got to we gotta cut where, where we can cut. And maybe this was the easiest way. Um, because 4K is essentially four times the pixels as 1080p. It's like four 1080p screens stacked mm -hmm. in a rectangle. Um, but to say that it would be easy for an engine to do 1080p but 60 frames a second doesn't take into account the code base. So maybe the Stadia version was based on the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One code base. Maybe they have hard frame rate limiters because of what they're doing for um, timing and different things. So maybe the engine that they're using just isn't set up currently to do 60 frames a second um, on, on 1080p. I don't think so because I believe you can play 1080p 60 on PlayStation 4 Pro, I think. Not hmm. positive on that. So I could be wrong. Um, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Sorry. I'm just I'm just going by uh, stuff that I've if read. If he's wrong, leave a comment down below. Say, Lloyd, you're terrible. <laughs> I don't understand how you could get that one data point wrong. Um, like, so I, I feel that the engines would support it, but I, I think it just goes back down to manpower or, or per people power. Uh, there wasn't enough people power to um, to get the game performing as they want so it could be locked at 60 frames a second in every chunk of the game um because when you when you start optimizing a game you're optimizing for all situations you want to you want to have all the big set pieces play out okay well that's easy because it's normally the same depending on what the user does as they make their way through these big set pieces mm -hmm. but you can also attract a bunch of people into a small area and is that still going to be 60 frames a second so they have to do a bunch of optimizing for that that's type fair. of stuff so I, I think it'll come in time. I really, really do. Um, but yeah, I sad that it isn't there at launch. It's not affecting me personally. Me either. Uh, but I know there's but I know there's a lot of people that um have said that this is this is terrible and I'm never buying that version of the game. Um I'd I'd hate to have a number on a box or a data sheet keep me from playing a fantastic title. Um but <laughs> there's a lot of people that 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 the numbers will scare them away. Oh no, right. the number is That's too right. low. I can't possibly <laughs> enjoy that. <laughs> I I will only enjoy this half as much because it has half as many frames <laughs> at 4K. Um I don't ever feel that way personally. I understand there are people like that. Fine. Um that's a segment of the population. They can they can do what they want. Um, but yeah, I, I wish it, I wish it was 4K60. I really, really do. Just so there'd be one less thing for people to argue about on Twitter. That's right. But hey, we wouldn't have been able to talk about this for quite as long. So let's move That's on. Right. Um, this one, I'm I'm cautiously optimistic for um, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Frontline. I, you know, back before Stadia, I had never played a Ghost Recon game. Um, or a Tom Clancy game, I mean. Uh, I right. looked at them and they said, oh, realistic military shooter, not my jam. I'm not really interested in that. No, thank you. And then I mm. played The Division 2 and I completely got turned around. I, I'm a big fan of the Tom Clancy games. Um, although they're, they're also hit and miss for me uh, because I tried... I can't remember the name of the uh, X, whatever X X defiant. Yeah. It's a terrible name. Uh, <laughs> and I didn't like it. Um, and I won't say anything else about it. I just that I tried it and I didn't like it. Um, so maybe this is going to hit for me. Maybe it's not going to hit for me, but I do like a lot battle Royale games. I know Lloyd's a huge Fortnite fan for me. I prefer apex legends. I think that is a much better, uh, BR game. Uh, be, mo mostly just because of the locomotion and because there's no building and the different powers and stuff. Lloyd and I can argue all day about whether Fortnite or uh, Apex is a better um, Battle Royale game. But now we're going to have yet another Battle Royale game into the mix, and that's Ghost Recon Frontline. Uh, Lloyd, yeah. do you want to tell people about this? Yeah, so uh, if you've 
played or seen people play the Call of Duty um, um, Battle Royale where you're that's picking Warzone, up real- right? Warzone, yeah, okay. I think that's what it is. It's War something. I, I keep getting that stuff wrong. Um, we need more words to describe things so we could have more unique names, I guess. Um, but it, it's very much a, a game where you are going out, you're picking up your realistic weapons, uh, you're firing realistic weapons at realistic other weapons and people and tanks and things. Um, this seems very much in line with that. So it's not a zany battle royale like Fortnite. Like that's why I love Fortnite because ridiculous things that could, that could never happen in real life happen in Fortnite. Uh, I just love the world of Fortnite. Um, I, I I don't think I've ever played Apex. To to be quite honest with you, I I I don't like only being forced into multiplayer teams. I like soloing most of the stuff when I'm that's fair when I'm when I'm finishing quests and things like that. I like to just get in there solo and and tick things off of a checklist. So this seems more like kind of like the warfare kind of game, uh, which is which is cool. It, it looks interesting. They, I mean, the the teaser trailer or reveal trailer didn't really say much about what the game is going to be, other than it's like a hundred hundred people in a in a map, and the the person that wins wins. It looks like <laughs> yeah. there's there's a, a lot what a of unique the, concept. The, <laughs> it, isn't it? It's. I mean, th- they got to call this something like a battle royale. Maybe a uh, hundred people enter, one piece person leaves. Maybe would be great. Um, but it seems like there's some of the more art- gamey uh, powers from the previous kind of Tom Clancy games make their way in there. There was like the uh, uh, someone threw a grenade that targeted people or whatever, and there was like kind of like a bubble shield kind of thing happening. Um, exfiltration uh, at one point where they they're all going around a point where a helicopter looks like it's ready to pick people up looks really really interesting um it's also going to be free to play which is going to be huge for this one um i love that it's coming to stadia because we don't have uh many battle royales on stadia i think we have two uh super animal royale and uh, PUBG. I i think those are the only two true battle royale games mm-hmm. I, I could be wrong i could be wrong but maybe not let um, him know in the comments people <laughs> but um but this one looks really interesting i'll definitely take a peek at this one i haven't tried call of duty um, mainly because of the people that play Call of Duty. Um, there's, I, I have, I used to play a lot of Call of Duty. I was a big um, war, war time shooter kind of guy. Uh, and then multiplayer um, in Call of Duty: a Modern Warfare just got so toxic. Um, I, I equate uh, Call of Duty multiplayer with toxicity and stuff that I don't want to experience when I'm playing a video game to relax. Mm-hmm. So I never even got into the the modern uh, Modern Warfare battle royale just because i expect that type of experience hopefully this one will be a little bit different um it reminds me a lot of what they were planning for um the division with uh the different drones and different powers Mm -hmm. that you could unlock so this is almost like a a division battle royale almost more than a uh than a ghost recon battle royale but i mean they're all kind of set in the same world so i guess it doesn't really matter yeah but uh but yeah this looks really interesting i'm really excited for it mainly just because it's going to be a free-to-play battle royale on Sadia. So there's going to be no cost of entry, which is a great thing. Absolutely. Um, so first off, A, very excited because this is this game is cross-play across all platforms. So yep. if you're playing on PC, you can play with your friends on Stadia, you can play with your friends on Xbox. There is no barrier. There, I'm sorry, there are no barriers uh, up between you and your friends, depending on which box that they chose to play on or which cloud they decided to play on everybody gets to hang out together go ahead lloyd except for the portable barrier that you can throw down as part of your accessories (laughs) that you can hide behind that's the one barrier that's in this game all the other barriers stopped my thought for that (laughs) for a joke (laughs) finger work this time uh there you go that's fine uh in addition to that they have like a class system which i i always really like that kind of thing when you have like all right this character has these abilities and when you put those together with this character who has these abilities you get this really cool uh cooperation kind of uh synergy between your your group that makes it for some really really cool moments that i'm very very excited for yeah again in apex that kind of thing happens all the time because that's also kind of a class-based system so i i like that a lot uh, and then the there's a quote here that they said that the game offers various game modes from quick and casual to highly tactical, featuring 100 players uh, in teams of three. So 
that's a downside for Lloyd because he likes to yep. play solo. This one is really more like Apex where uh, you cannot play solo as far as we know. Um, the flagship expedition mode is the ultimate test of teamwork and includes dynamic objectives strewn across the massive open world with n no converging circle where players must work together and utilize their combined skills in order to call for extraction, use different abilities, call down tactical supplies, and switch between units, adapt and showcase exceptional teamwork while competing with others. The idea that there's no shrinking circle in a battle royale is like the craziest thing that I've ever heard of because like that's what makes a battle royale not take all day long. So exactly. as I'm playing a game, if I'm on one side of the map, my, like Lloyd and I are playing and we're on opposite teams and like my team is on, you know, the West side of the map and Lloyd's, uh, he should be on the West side because he's in, uh, he's West of me and I'm on the East side of the map. Uh, like, and we're the only teams left. How does that work? <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, I mean, that's the the one thing when Fortnite first started and I saw the circle on the map and I'm like, what is this? And then the circle passes me and I'm taking damage. I'm like, what the hell is happening here? <laughs> I was so scared of the storm from there on out. But yeah, that's what that's what the storm is there for is to kind of push everybody to a central area, because once you start, if you start with 100, there might be people all over the place. But as soon as people start getting pegged off, it, it becomes more and more space between people. I have no idea what they're going to do here. Maybe there's going to be um instead of a concentric circle that is going to keep getting smaller maybe there'll be big things that appear on the map that say hey you get a super weapon if you go here mm, so now everybody's okay. going to be rushing the super weapon to try to get that or something like you know that. what in the video and i already closed the window so i can't see it but in the video that they showed there was a moment where they showed an object uh, like they showed a thing on the map and they showed a bunch of arrows running towards that object so maybe that's the way that you do it. You say, all right, we're going to drop this thing here. But then, you know, you get, you know, if Lloyd's team is way over on the west side of the map and it drops on the east side of the map, hopefully things drop in multiple locations. Otherwise, I don't know. It's a weird idea. Uh, I'm very interested in this and I'm looking forward to it. Anything else to add about Frontline before we move on? No, I don't think so. Um, people were saying there was a question in the chat room that I answered. Uh, oh, yeah. When is it coming out? We don't have a release date yet because there is no release date. Uh, Ghost Recon Frontline is entering um, early testing on PC in Europe later later this month. So later in October. And then I guess we'll find out later um, when it's coming to everywhere. But yeah, we don't have a release date yet. And that's what they've been doing with their games is they've been running those tests on PC only and then releasing the game everywhere else. I'm not sure why they do that. Uh, it doesn't make mm -hmm. any sense to me, but you know what? Uh, they have information people. I don't. Yeah, it's uh, that happened a lot in um, when I, on early early iOS app store things. When a new game would come out that had games as a service, they would usually launch in like Australia or Canada, mainly because it's just they can focus all their servers to one area and it's such a smaller user base. Canada is 10% the size of US, so they can say, okay, we had this many active people so that we can forecast, okay, we're going to need this many servers or this much blah to make the game work. Um, it's interesting that they do that on the PC, though, um, because not only are they in a small area to kind of contain the amount of work needed to service that test but it's on pc so there's all these different configurations now that you have to take it into account you'd think they would do it on like a, a playstation or an xbox or stadia or something so that the hardware at least isn't different from person to person as they're playing yeah all right uh let's move on to the end of the show where we answer all of the super chats that came in throughout the show um first off i'd want to say that i've been running polls throughout the show to see what people think about stuff i asked people have you been playing mafia 3 44%, that's the majority of people said, not yet, but I will. So a lot of people are looking forward to playing that, but they haven't yet, probably because they're too busy uh, running around with Guapo. Uh, I said, have you been playing Far Cry 6? And 46% said, not yet, but I will. 28% said, yes, and I love it. Um, and 5% said, yes, but I'm disappointed. Uh, so there's that. And then I ran another poll. Have you joined our Discord yet? And that one was 50-50. So if you haven't joined our Discord yet, head on over to nerdnest.tv slash Discord 
Get in there. There's over 1,500 other people waiting to talk to you about video games. All right. Uh, I did have, speaking of Discord, Cookie McCrumble uh, put this in our Discord. Uh, each week, we take... Um, uh, we make a thread in the Stadia channel where people can drop stories that they want us to talk about or have questions or discussions uh, in order to uh, give us content to talk about on the show. And they said, I'd like to find out how many others are experiencing awful banding issues, blocky dark colors in dark scenes on quite a few games, Mafia 3 and Control most recently. And honestly, it's almost unplayable on my Google TV uh, on my main TV, which is an 8K Samsung, an 8K TV, holy cow. Uh, even wow. after trying dozens of settings uh, on PC via Chrome, it's nowhere near uh, near as bad, though. Um, I yeah. Look, I don't know anything about this stuff. I haven't run into that issue. But what I will say is maybe it, and maybe it has something to do with your TV upscaling to 8K. Is that a possibility? I'm not a tech guy. That definitely could be part of it because you're you're only you only have so much data and then you're you're basically up 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 resing it by another like four screens. <laughs> you're yeah. going similar to 1080p to 4K. It's not as big as a jump from from that to 4K. But anyway, um, it could be part to do with that. Um, but it could also be um, I've noticed a lot of issues lately with HDR, which is why I turned HDR off both on my physical device and my monitor. Um, and I noticed that gameplay is less. Uh, bandy um if that's a word it is it is but not in that context but anyway <laughs> i'm gonna go with it um there's fewer bands of of uh, like um gradients um like harsh gradients in darkness and light when i turn hdr off so i wonder if there's just an, an issue that is happening right now i don't know if this is a stadia issue or what it is but with the sound issues maybe it's Maybe it's that. Maybe they're working on bug fixes to fix all this stuff up because I have noticed it uh, a, a fair bit recently, less with HDR turned off. Um, but I, that was never an issue for me before. So something's up. Not quite sure what is up, but we'll have to see. I will say, you know, you mentioned HDR. I will say that I find HDR to be very, very hit and miss, not just on Stadia, but on on all kinds of different things that are video game related. And I feel like it's... You know, there's there's so many variables when it comes to HDR. Um, if if you've got Dolby Vision, then it, it works really, really well. If yeah. something like I don't know if there's a Dolby Vision equivalent uh, for video games, but I feel like HDR is like, OK, this TV has good HDR, but only on this HDMI port. And this TV has good HDR, but not when it's uh, 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 HDR, but not when it's um, hooked up to this particular device and this yeah. game works really good on HDR if you've got it hooked up to this device on this TV but this device on another TV is not so great there's yeah. just so many variables it's really hard there's, to tell it might be HDR it might be something else I'm not sure yeah there's so many different standards for HDR it's not just one thing um, there's different bit rates for the HDR there's different um, kind of like uh, communication protocols between devices to figure out what is supported. Um, I found um, with my when I got my Xbox Series HDR on my screen right in front of me, which is an LG 4K monitor, it was like overblown. Like everything was saturated, just like crazy. Um, the Xbox has a little tool that you go into, and it it has you go through a bunch of steps, and it tunes the HDR that your monitor supports for the device, and then every game that supports HDR uses that profile to properly um, properly give you the video. Uh, it would be nice if Stadia and other platforms had something like that so that there's an HDR profile that is loaded over top. Uh, Bill and I do a lot of video stuff. We, we load things called LUTs uh, mm -hmm. to take the video and add different colorization or, or, or different things to the video signal. Um, that's kind of what those profiles kind of work like, but they're like an HDR LUT, uh, which takes what your monitor can support, what looks good to you, and then adjusts that for it. It would be, oh, I, I just got LUTed. I saw that on the uh, <laughs> on the video. Uh, we have no color in the background. That's really cool. Uh, my face, I'm very embarrassed now, Bill, talking to you as uh, looking at the video right now. Um, but uh, but yeah, like it would be nice if there was like a little a little tuning mode, which would then apply a LUT-like uh, thing to your HDR that it would work across games um, because yeah like you said bill it 
it's very hit and miss across platforms, but also across games. Um, some games look really good in HDR. Other ones are way too like overexposed looking. Like when you're if if you're taking like photos and you overexpose and everything is just like blown out or or you lose a lot of the details. I've seen that happen a lot. So um, my my solution lately just turn off hdr which is yeah. a terrible solution but it l- allows me to get past the problems <laughs> it's like when it's like when apple had the i think it was it the iphone 4 and they had those antenna bands and they're like you're holding it wrong yeah um, yeah not the right that's not the right call apple yeah. and you know turning off hdr is not the right call and i'm not blaming lloyd i'm he's giving you a solution a temporary solution unfortunately um yep. but the right solution would be we need a standard we need one standard for HDR, and that would make everything probably a lot better if that's really what's happening here. All right. Throughout the show, uh, we had people throw in uh, either became members. Uh, let me hit viewer activity real quick. So we did have uh, Chad Plante uh, became a, a member. Uh, we had somebody else, uh, uh, Chris Scott and Foso and Elsa uh they remembered they they did that uh, uh over again that doesn't show up in this little activity feed but oh it, it is showing up well i don't know what the heck's happening uh but big thanks to everybody who uh became members either today or on other days keith jackson sent in a five dollar super chat they said is there a the sims kind of game coming on uh coming out for stadia um i don't know that's not a game style that i would even remotely be interested in uh i remember playing the first the sims and i thought hey look i can lock this person in a room and i was a psychopath for a little bit um but <laughs> yeah, other than that exploded. it didn't hold my attention for any length of time however ridiculously power uh, uh popular uh series so it does make sense uh any that you know of lloyd nothing that i can think of that is coming to stadia um that's definitely one genre that doesn't have any sort of game on stadia that i can think of any sort of simulation game like that uh you can you can simulate being a farmer if you want you can simulate running a a workshop factory if you want um you can simulate uh being a medieval uh medieval shop owner uh but you can't really simulate a whole entire world like the sims which is unfortunate so yeah not that i can think of all right. Sorry. If and if, if anybody knows, let us know in chat. If you're watching this after the fact, leave a comment down below. Uh, if for no other reason than it helps the algorithm. Uh, Crywolf73 sent in a super chat. They said, thank you to Bill and Lloyd for creating this uh, great community. And my, my response to that is, it's only a great community because you guys decided to join. So thank you. Right. Uh, we appreciate it. And then a plants, which the juxtaposition of the singular <laughs> next to the plural is really hurting my brain uh so (laughs) thank you very much for becoming a member of plants uh thank you very much for becoming a members of plants uh we appreciate it you are awesome maybe it's maybe it's chad plant and his uh his family members (laughs) they just have a group account there you go all right that is gonna do it for this episode of stadia cast uh thank you all very much for hanging out with us while we talk about video games every single sunday if you didn't know We're going to be playing Far Cry 6 multiplayer in about a half an hour, so make sure you stick around for that. Lloyd, tell everybody goodbye, man. All right, everybody, take it easy. Thanks for joining us for StadiaCast. We'll talk to you next week, next Sunday, here, 10 a.m. Eastern. Have a good week, everybody.